Welcome to The Grow Show with me as your host, Joe Camerato. I am an entrepreneur who created my company, National Business Capital, from literally $0 out of my spare bedroom to over $2 billion in business loans secured for entrepreneurs nationwide. Since 2007, I have seen just about every type of business. I provide money and help entrepreneurs access capital to scale fast, but I also know that it's possible for you, as you scale, to replace yourself to build systems, processes, and great teams of people that can live on without you so you can actually enjoy your life and your company can still grow. I will not only tell you the peaks and valleys of my story, but I will also bring on world-class entrepreneurs to tell their stories and share their lessons on their growth journeys. Welcome to The Grow Show. All right, welcome to The Grow Show. Today, I have an amazing entrepreneur and special guest, David Meltzer. Uh, David, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, man, I've been so excited to get onto this show. As you know, I'm blessed to uh, have many shows myself and get to go on many shows. But this is one that I've been waiting for and really looking forward to helping people aggregate, accelerate, compound their growth. Good stuff. And and obviously, you know, my show is all about growth. I'm all about growth, hence being grown by Joe. Um, but, you know, you're all about growth, too. And I was really excited to have you on today. And just a little background on David. You know, David Meltzer is the co-founder um, of Sports One Marketing and formerly served as the CEO of renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Um, his life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. It's just amazing, David. And, you know, I guess, you know, just as a little segue, we've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, tell me about your experience like this, you know, and influencing the Jerry Maguire movie and, and, you know, where you came from. Yeah, you know, I was blessed to fall into uh, sports. I had an early success as an executive in technology from my first venture with West Publishing being bought out by Thomson Reuters in my early 20s for $3.4 billion, moving up to the Silicon Valley, working with Sand Hill Road, raising hundreds of millions of dollars in the middleware space, transcoding XML websites onto WAP phones, flip phones, and then being CEO of Samsung's phone division at 30, married to my dream girl, and building a family from there. It was amazing uh, that by a fluke, or what I call a coincidence, and coincidences in my life are mathematical, it's what I pay attention to and what I give intention to equals those coincidence. I meet a guy named Lee Steinberg. Uh, Lee Steinberg is the most notable sports agent in the world. I was helping out a friend who was producing a reality show for Magic Johnson called Showtime. And lo and behold, after I have the meeting, by the time I get home, I have a request on my phone from Lee Steinberg to be the come back up and to be the CEO of the most notable sports agency in the world, the sports agency in which they made the movie Jerry Maguire about and blessed to have Warren Moon as a partner at that point firm, which was significant because years later, I would spin off one of the greatest sports marketing companies uh, in the world called Sports One Marketing, a global sports marketing company that brought all the celebrities, athletes, entertainers, billionaires, millionaires, and entrepreneurs to the biggest sporting events in the world with the greatest athletes to raise money for charity. And that's where I really took a stronghold on building my brand to empower over a billion people to make a lot of money help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. That's amazing. And, you know, I guess, so just, you know, speaking of that, like, you know, where, you know, how did you go from, you know, being a sports agent to where you are now and, and what, what is your company, you know, today? 
Yeah, so I uh, run my own company called Dave Meltzer Enterprises. And the basis of the company is to create content on all platforms, stages, books, radio, podcast, Instagram, Facebook, fans, TikTok, LinkedIn, anywhere you can think of it. Apple TV, I have an entrepreneur deal to develop content for Apple. But the Dave Meltzer Enterprise strategy over the last five years was to build content and build a brand that would empower people to empower people to be happy. And my definition of happiness is how do I teach people to like you, Joe, and like you empower people to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of your own potential. How do I teach people to use that pursuit to create abundance, to make a lot of money, like you help people do, to help a lot of people, like you help people do. And I saw pictures from your 40th birthday party to have a lot of fun, which <laughs> I know you know how to do, and inviting all my friends and family to those type of parties, that will help me have a lot of fun as well. <laughs> That's great stuff. You know, it's it's really amazing. You know, um, well, I'm all about uh, being accountable, making it happen, but all about having fun while you know, I'm doing it. And there's no rule book to say that you can't have some fun while you're doing it. And, you know, I've, we've had the pleasure of, uh, of getting together, hanging out. I've had the pleasure of being on your show. And, you know, I really admire just how positive you are. And, but more importantly, like just how you connect people and really bring people together with zero ego and, you know, um, and, um, and, you know, and bad intention. And, and just, you're like, you know, really just happy to help. And I've really admired that. And, and, um, and, just being around you the few times that I've had have met some, you know, really uh, amazing people, obviously, including your, you know, yourself. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. You know, I believe in a consciousness, a collective consciousness. I really, my whole life is about this community and you fit so well in the community. I always say that my community, my frequency is my neighborhood or my community. So we have a community that you're, you're a part of now of, of, of two things. One, we have a community of people who are looking for people to help. And we have a community of people that are willing to help themselves and they're looking for people to help. And when you have a community like that, things just aggregate on themselves and you bring the highest frequency people, the greatest people that have the greatest capabilities, skills, knowledge and desire, all aligning synergistically supplementary to one another to create a greater good. Uh, it's amazing. And it's really powerful when you just keep bringing more and more good people together. I think the compounding effect you know, is, is, you know, I think is unreal, you know, and, 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 uh, I mean, I've seen that happen with myself and I feel like I've, you know, just being around you, I, I see it happening. You know, what, what, you know, I'm all about growing this concept of growing fast and, and work on a book called grow fast. And, you know, what, you know, if you had to share with folks watching, how have you been able to grow fast? Cause you've done some amazing things. Yeah, it's counterintuitive how I grow fast. And it came with years of experience, which resulted in pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes by doing one thing wrong. What I did is I attached my emotions, my energy in motion, my attention and intention on outcomes. See, I didn't understand the relativity of time and perception that when I attach my emotions, my energy and motion, my attention and intention on an outcome instead of a trajectory. See, my attention always every day is I'm going to, you know, this is what I want today. This is who I can help, who can help me and how to get it done. I'm prioritizing by what I think I want in the future, 
not grasping on to some that I'll make a million dollars by the end of the year. I'll be happy when I graduate. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I turn 40. I'll be happy when I'm none of I used to do all of that. Now yeah. I simply I simply put my attention and intention on what I want today in a trajectory to what I think I want in the future. And by the way, what I think I want in the future, Joe, is so outrageous and infinite that not only does it scare everybody I talk to, but it scares me. But I'm not <laughs> focused in on the outcomes anymore. I'm focused in on the causes. I'm focused in on, all right, this is what I want to giving and receiving. This is who can help me and who I can help. This is how to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful in the execution of that to be productive, accessible, and gracious with my man-made constructive 24 hours to prioritize correctly. Because if you do it now, it gets done. 100% of the things you do now get done. You're going to be not only more productive, but you're going to be statistically successful. And then I'm always applying my why. So I'm not trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, or more worthy attaching my emotions to an outcome, I'm figuring out what am I doing to interfere with my happiness, my health, my wealth, and my worthiness. Because I know through my faith, I'm connected to something bigger than me, loves me more than my mom. Wow. That's powerful and amazing. And it's like you're enjoying the process and you're enjoying the now. And, you know, you said something that really stuck out to me is – you're focusing on the things that are like preventing you from being happy, from doing good, from like, because we always focus on like, how do we do more of all this stuff? Right. But if you focus on the things that are holding you back and you just get rid of that stuff, that's, pr that's pretty amazing. Cause, cause it's really the things that are holding you back that are preventing you moving forward. Cause if, even if you're doing good things, but there's all these things that are really holding you back, then how far can you really go? And, yeah, and uh, it's so important, Joe, and you, and you help people that and you've lived it yourself, right? Like understanding the people that bleed us, the situations that bleed yeah. us. And you and I both have had and has surrounded ourselves with the wrong people, and the wrong ideas. And once we cleared away the wrong people, once we cleared away the wrong ideas, now all we have to do is uh, make sure that we identify other ego-based consciousnesses, other interferences, needs of being you know, separate or inferior, superior, a need to be angry, anxious, frustrated, guilty, resentful, all of these different things. Once we start identifying those, we start realizing that the ego is what edges the goodness out of our life. The ego yep. edges the gold out of our life. And I'm going to blow another one at you right now that you can use. The ego edges growth out of your life. Yes. If you want to grow by Joe, you better start spending minutes and moments in ego, not days, weeks, months, and years. Drop the ego and drop the anchor weights that are that are holding you back. And and it's so true. And anytime I've gotten rid of uh, ego, ego people and anchor weights, uh, I've had massive growth and, and made major moves. Uh, you know, really, really good stuff. You know, you, you, you know, it's amazing too, because you share, you know, your story, David, of, you know, um, you know, like uh, of, of where you came from and, and, you know, your upbringing and, and, you know, do you think that's been a part of like fueling your growth, you know, as well too? And, and maybe you can kind of share a little bit of, you know, with us. Yeah, sure. So I grew up, you know, poor in the projects in Akron, Ohio, six kids, a single mom. She worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag and thought education was the escape, was the exit from that situation, which a lot of immigrant families and, you know, stressed 
financial situations, you know, utilize uh, the education in order to exit. Uh, but I wanted simply to be entrepreneurial. Uh, I did the education to appease my mom. I took the bar examination to appease my mom, but I was always entrepreneurial, attaching my emotions to wanting to be rich, thinking being rich would make me happy and uh, could buy love and happiness. And in my 20s, I have to admit, you know, that was confirmed a lot of my journey in my 20s. You know, I bought my mom a house in a car nine months out of law school. I was a multimillionaire. I married my dream girl. I had houses and golf courses and ski mountains and boats and cars, all the things that you think are going to make you happy. But what I realized is I had went through a journey of living in a world of not enough as a victim. Things were happening to me as a kid. And I always said, why me? Why can't I have? And then becoming a millionaire in my 20s, things happened for me. But I started a shallow existence, buying things that I didn't need. And if I wasn't happy, I'd buy more things. And if I wasn't happy, I'd buy different things. If I wasn't happy, I'd buy things to impress my friends. And even worse, if I wasn't happy, I'd buy things to impress people I didn't even like. And yeah. what I realized was I had a terrible relationship with money and abundance that I needed to not live in a world as a victim of to me, not even live in this world of for me where I buy things I don't need to impress people I don't like, but I could live in an abundant world of me, I lived in a world that wasn't a zero-sum game where everything was quid pro quo, where I'd buy things and get things to receive things and trade things and negotiate things. But instead, I could live in a world of more than enough of everything, an abundant world where I lived in a value-add world where not only could I give everything away to acknowledge it, but it could be stolen from me, manipulated from me, or lost because the only way you can acquire the knowledge or acknowledge what you have is to not have it anymore. And so I learned not only to appreciate what I have, acknowledge it, but I learned to ask for more. I learned to value add my life of an infinite possibility, probability and perspective, an infinite amount of everything for everyone. And when that faith intertwined itself within this abundant perspective, there was more than enough of everything and that I only spend minutes and moments in scarcity of to me or for me. And most of my time I spend in through me. And I'm actually one of the few people on earth that says I receive to give. I don't give to receive. Uh, I love that. And, and I've definitely uh, seen that, you know, what it, it's really amazing. Like what, what was, um, what was really a tipping point for you? You know, um, to, to, yeah. for this to just like, because everything comes yeah. to a head, right? And yeah, and we all think I, things are, are going to, you know, we buy more things. And I thought, you know, too, the same thing as I started making money and do well, you start buying all this stuff and you realize you finally get all this shit. And then you're like, this is, I don't even want it. It's <laughs> so good, man. That's so good. So there's three red flags and one, one tipping point was my last red flag. The first was, when I was 30 years old, I hadn't talked to my dad in years because he had forgotten my birthday, lied to me and said he didn't believe in birthdays, even though he's celebrating his, his girlfriends, my siblings. So I told my dad at that time I hated him. 20 years later, I'm now married to my dream girl, multimillionaire, and I receive a big birthday present from my dad, red flag number one. And it was a sport coat, like the one that you're wearing. And I was so excited that I thought my dad had changed and my dad understood me and we were going to have this relationship. I put the jacket on. He tore out all the pockets. 
So I immediately called him and said, Dad, why are you punishing me? Because I'm still living in that scarce world. He said, what are you talking about? I said, you give me the first birthday present in 20 years and you rip out the pockets. What? Wh why would you give this to me? He said, well, because the jacket's not for wearing. I said, why would you give me a jacket not to wear? He said, I want you to hang it in your closet. I said, why? I want it to be a reminder that you're just like me. Money does not buy love or happiness, David. I don't want you to make the same mistakes as me. Hang that jacket up to remind you you can't take anything with you when you're gone. I'm going to be buried in that jacket because I can't take anything with me if I'm wearing that jacket because wow. there's no pockets. Money does not buy love or happiness. And I wasn't ready to hear that. So I told my father once again, I hate you. I'm nothing like you. You are a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, a back-end seller. I'm nothing like you. I hate you. And I hung up. Wow. Six years later, I was running Samsung's phone division at that time, multimillionaire, married to my dream girl. Now, six years later, I have three daughters under the age of five. I'm married to my dream girl. I'm a multimillionaire, and I'm running the most notable sports agency in the world. So not only am I a multimillionaire worth over $100 million, but I have access to things that billionaires can't do, like today. Right. I'm hanging out with Eckler and Justin Herbert and Khalil Mack on the sidelines of the Chargers practice and get to take pictures for my kids and get sick. Billionaires can't even afford to do that because you need access. Mm -hmm. So I tell my best friend since the fourth grade, this guy actually, Joe, he asked my wife for me in the sixth grade camp to go steady for me. And he's the one embarrassed me. And she's like, dude, she said, no, tell, ask you, ask her yourself, but embarrass me. So that's why I threw the egg at my wife when I was 12. Uh, and <laughs> it took me almost 20 more years till she married me. But more importantly, <laughs> this is my best friend, right? He, he's the guy. And I invite him to the masters with me to go to the cabins with Curtis Strange and hang out with Warren Moon and what Gretzky and, and Joe Montana. And surprisingly, when I invited him, he looked at me and he's like, I'm not going. I was like, Rob, why aren't you going to the Masters with me? He said, because I don't like who you hang out with and what you're doing, brother. I don't need to be around that shit. I said, come wow. on, Rob. I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing what those guys are. Come on, Rob. Come to the Masters, private. I'm talking Dave Meltzer access. Come on. He said, Dave, you can me all you want and lie to all your friends and family. But I know you, man. You're lying to yourself. I'm not going to to witness this stuff and he walked away i told him as he's walking away i hate you he said what'd you say i said i hate you you're not a real friend he said what you're gonna find my friend is i'm your only real friend and he wow. walked away two weeks later my life would change forever i went to the grammy awards with a rapper named little john and i lied to my wife told her i had a business meeting she had told me she didn't want me going out. I was partying too much, wasn't paying attention to my uh, job, wasn't paying attention to the kids or her. So I came home wasted at 530 in the morning. And there she was waiting for me to tell me that I was not a rock star, that I uh, was and needed to take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, that she was going to leave me and she wasn't going to hang out to watch me kill myself and that there was only bad things in my future and uh, she prayed for my happiness and told me that unless I took stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, I was going to end up dead. I told her I hated her. I told her, how dare you talk to me this way? I remember telling her, look around you. 
with my hand like this. Look around you. Who do you think created all of this? <laughs> How dare you talk to me this way? Woke up in the morning full of hate. I hated my mom, my dad, my friends, and my family. And just when I was thinking about how I was going to get divorced and what I was going to do to punish everybody and prove to them, you know, that I'm the guy, I look over in the closet and there is a jacket, a jacket with no pockets. I looked at it and I realized when I saw it, it was my moment. I, I don't hate my mom and my dad. I don't hate my best friends. And I certainly don't hate my wife and my family. I hate myself. I am a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, overseller, and back-end seller. And I spent the whole day taking stock in who I was and starting a plan that has lasted over 16 years to what I want to be in the future. And I came up with gratitude that would give me the perspective it needed to be a new person, forgiveness, which would give me the peace and for forgiveness to continue on, accountability, continually asking myself, what did I do to participate in this perception, others' perception and my perception, and what am I supposed to learn from it, drawing from the inflection points and defined moments of my past to create a great, unlimited, infinite future to help others, and then finally, to finally live in faith, no longer praying to a God of money, but praying to something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom, inspired, effectively communicating through me to others, in over 16 years, I've grown. I grow by Joe too, aggregating, compounding good behaviors, good actions, words, thoughts, and beliefs and feelings to help others do the same. And that's why I'm on the show. That's why I love you. We're at that frequency. Those were the defining moments that have made me who I am today. And I think my wife and my best friend, Rob, and my dad and my mom, for being the only ones that weren't going to give me yes for an answer. Wow, man. I really appreciate you being real and, and, and sharing that and talk about a tipping point. And it's amazing how all those events led up to that and the jacket. And then it's kind of crazy how things come full circle. <laughs> it's like, yeah. There's sorry. no coincidences, my friend. It's the universe yeah. coinciding the attention and intention that you're giving. That's amazing. And, you know, one of my, my questions was, you know, why do you love speaking, you know, public speaking so much? But, you know, did, did this kind of get you on this path of helping others in public speaking? And, you know, and what, what really? Yeah, fueled so the that, first, you know? yeah, the first step was to write a book. Um, and the book was more about, you know, understanding myself and getting it down into paper. And when I wrote that first book, Connected to Goodness, How to Manifest Everything You Desire in Life and Business, there's two sections of the book. The first is my life dump. It was this first time in my life to be radically humble, to illuminate all the mistakes, failures, and setbacks in my life so others couldn't or wouldn't have to pay the dummy tax that I've paid. The second was after illustrating and illuminating the mistakes, failures, and setbacks, illustrating the solution. Seven key philosophies or principles supported by four key elements in order to make every possibility a probability and every probability a perspective and every perspective a reality. By knowing what you want to create a possibility, knowing you can help, it help you to create a probability, knowing how 
to get it done through the lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to make it your perception. And then finally, learning to prioritize to make it your reality. And then applying your why to live in faith, to understand the abundant universe and clear away that which you're doing to interfere so you can grow, but not only grow, grow faster in a better trajectory. Wow, that's great stuff. And powerful, you know, is is this what you teach others in your programs, David? You know, and, and you know what you, I know you, you've got a lot of stuff going on, multiple businesses, yeah. you've got shows. So I want to talk about the shows in a second, but yeah, you know, so um, I do. I do. I I have three basic categories of Dave Meltzer Enterprises. The first is free, and that's the majority of what I do. Uh, I do lives. I do free trainings for over twenty-two years every Friday. I you know, give away my books for free. If anybody wants a book of mine, I will not only sign it, but I will give you the book and pay for shipping. So it's no BS, you know, oh, you know, my book is free, but it's 10 bucks to ship it. No, it's all free. <laughs> so the majority of what I do is free. Then I have group opportunities where I have private coaching groups. I have masterminds. I have all types of group stuff. Then I have one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching and I have a wait list for that because of the demand, knock on wood. And I do business advisory as well. Uh, so everything I do fall within the context of those buckets, free, group, one-on-one -on -one coaching or business advisory. Uh, really great stuff. And, uh, and you know, I've spoken to some other entrepreneurs, even some folks who are on your show that, you know, we talked after and you know, been a part of some of those masterminds and they had such, you know, great feedback and how it just helped them get really clear. Um, so really amazing stuff. How did you get, you know, how did, how did this inter, how did this like twist all into these, you know, the, these, these series and shows that you're doing now? Um, you're like yeah. Jerry, Jerry Maguire now, you know, <laughs> I know it's cra It's crazy. Well, you know, I, you put attention and intention on things. And I started with the first show called, elevator pitch with entrepreneur magazine and i was the executive producer of that with entrepreneur and i had a problem with the funding facade of shows like elevator pitch or uh, shows like uh, shark tank or dragon's den and the difficulty that i have as you know is that that's not how you get funded right <laughs> and you if you want to get funded call joe that's yeah. how you get funded you don't you know, do what they do on those TV shows. And a lot of those shows, they show people get funded on the show, but they never get funded. So my first idea was, hey, let me help people with something that can really help them get funded besides introducing them to Joe. Why don't I teach him how to pitch? And so I bring the greatest entrepreneurs in the world like you to host and judge and help mentor all of these people with two minute drill. And I did it as during COVID just like I always do, a free digital show. And then Bloomberg picked it up and then Amazon Prime. And then I ended up writing a deal with Apple TV to create entrepreneurial content. So not only did I develop that show, but then Office Hours, which was you know my big show online with the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers, uh, that show then was picked up. And now I'm developing even more shows uh, to be on Apple TV, to help entrepreneurs make money, help people and have fun. Uh, it's really, it's really great. Uh, really great stuff. The show is a blast. Um, 
I did some episodes with David on uh, on the two minute drill. We had a blast. Um, we had some some great pitches. We had some not so good pitches, <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was it was a ton of fun. And, and and looking forward to doing some more of that with you. Um, and uh, and and you know the judges, everyone was great. It was world class and just done really really well. So definitely check out those shows. Um, you know if you like you know checking out things business entrepreneurs making it happen, or if you want to be better at you know, pitching or, or growing your business yourself, you should definitely check out those shows. Um, you know, what you kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, going on Shark Tank, you know, trying to raise equity in, in three seconds, uh, making a decision on the spot to give up 20% plus your company or whatever. But, you know, this question comes up all the time. And especially with what would I do, you know, I built a FinTech, uh, FinTech platform. There's over 75 lenders on the platform. You apply as a business owner, entrepreneur in one place, get connected to financing. And, but, you know, today there's, there's, there's so much mixed things out there about debt versus equity. You know, when, when, what, what's your take on that? I've got an opinion on it, but what's your take? What's your opinion? Really, like, how have you grown your companies? You know, is it debt? Has it been equity? Is it through cash flow? Is it a combination of all? Um, you know, what's yeah. your opinion on that? And there's a great last question. And I just certainly appreciate it because companies like yours and people like you are the backbone of my success. And the reason is, is that I teach people to articulate the timing and risk tolerance of where they're at. And my businesses, multiple businesses in different stages have different timing and risk tolerance. And so to be able to come to an expert like you and be able to explain the situation that I'm in and the timing and risk tolerance, then I'm able to align whether it's debt or equity or a combination thereof from an expert. You know, I have a saying, Joe, and why everybody, you know, should utilize my friend here, because there's a saying, if you want to get somewhere, find somebody that's already there and ask him for directions. I mm -hmm. use Joe because he's where I want to be. And if I can articulate to him my timing and risk tolerance of each of the different situations, he will be able to accommodate me in an efficient. We talked about timing a lot on the show. The, not only the timing and risk tolerance of what type of financing, but the timing and risk tolerance of getting that financing because yes. things accelerate and change so fast. If you don't have a guy like Joe, he may your guy may give you great advice, they may give you a great interest rate. They may give you whatever it is you need. But if they delay giving you that money, it doesn't matter. And that's what people don't understand. There's timing and risk tolerance of the actual opportunity, but there's timing and risk tolerance in who you deal with to help support you in that opportunity. You have to use Act Grow by Joe. My friend Joe, The Grow Show. Man, I can't wait to do more with you having office hours everybody i appreciate it if you need any help from me my email's right there david at dmeltzer.com joe we got to do more of these shows i got to jump to my next show i love you my brother right back at you thank you david for being on the show i know you're non-stop and busy so i appreciate your time love everything you're doing keep doing what you're doing keep growing and keep helping others be happy good stuff thank you take care